Blog Talk Radio. Anyway, even if it was raining. Yeah, that's because true. 
that's what you said, you know, as far as the training, you can't let inclement weather stop you. Absolutely. If it was raining, snowing, whatever, we were going to go anyway. But me being a novice, you know I was glad it stopped raining. <laughs> yeah, I, I've told my wife that I, I've been known to run in a downpour. Uh, not as a habit, but uh, I would not uh, run back home. I would, might be in training and it start raining and and then, of course, from a drizzle, it might turn into a, dime, a downpour. And friends and myself, we would say, hey, look, as long as there's no lightning, no thunder happening, we can get wet. And just let the shoes get wet and dry out and so forth. And, uh, you know, that's just the, the joy of the sport. As a matter of fact, most sports, as it were, um, they don't allow, athletes do not allow the weather to uh, change their direction, to change their devotion and focus and concentration, such as uh, the whole theme of the show, grassroots holistic health, uh, to be proactive in terms of your health and not use excuses, as it were. I, I, I'm so proud of my wife, the fact that, indeed, she is uh, my hero in terms of living with someone, having a partner who actually displays um, courage and focus and determination, because uh, those of you who don't know the story, my wife um, found out that she was diabetic uh, some, what was it, three, four years ago? Yes, and 2009. 2009, yeah. And uh, she almost actually went in transition because uh, she had a, she was in a semi-karmic uh, uh, coma. What is it? Uh, diabetic coma. Diabetic coma. Uh, state had the propensity to be in that state, and uh, just hours away was she able to be um, treated by the doctors at the hospital that we went to. And uh, she's sitting here today as living proof that uh, not only we must uh, bear witness to the blessings, we must give uh, the credit to the Most High. Absolutely. And, and then the other credit goes to her in terms of her determination. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad that I'm still here, mm-hmm. and not just still here, but I'm just grateful that at my age, everyone knows I'm, I'm 56, right. and that at my age I'm able to be an inspiration to others who may have what they were told was a terminal illness, mm-hmm. and just, you know, I just can't say enough that... Don't believe bad report. Even the Bible says that. You know, mm-hmm. believe the report of the Lord. Absolutely. Okay, that's in the Christian Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, whose report shall you believe? You shall believe the report of the Lord. Ah, yes. Because if you listen to others' reports, they'll give you a bad report. Mm-hmm. But the Most High will give you a good report. Mm-hmm. So that's who you listen to. You don't you don't listen to people like. Um, you know, someone who considers herself to be a dear friend of mine said to me, you must take your insulin. If you don't use insulin, you'll die. Wow. And it's like, what is that to tell someone who's telling you that they're healing by using natural methods? Why would you tell someone that? <laughs> and if you if you see that the person is actually thriving, not going the other direction, right. why would you tell them something like that? So that's, you know, so you have to be careful who you listen to. Don't be reckless with your health, but if you know that you're improving, why would you listen to somebody who's saying, oh, this will happen, that will happen? Oh, absolutely. Right? Yes. Well, well modern uh, 
medicine knows, the doctor knows that a lot of times um, if the patient is depressed and doesn't have any hope and faith in, in their condition, that there's a propensity of them not being healed, that uh, a certain large percentage of the healing process depends greatly on the faith, greatly on the positive mental attitude uh, of the patient, and uh, and that, of course, from coming from our perspective, we realize that the uh, body actually heals itself. So it's a holistic uh, experience, isn't it? it? It absolutely is. Body, mind, and spirit. Body, mind, and spirit. Yes. So that, that leads me in to segue into uh, the book that we've been uh, reviewing for the last couple of weeks, and that is uh, the book title, You Staying Young, by uh, two doctors, Dr. Michael Rosen and Dr. Mehmet C. Oz. Those of you who might know Dr. Oz, he's very popular. He has a, a syndicated television program, and uh, he was uh, actually introduced to the, uh, to the public uh, by Oprah Winfrey, and uh, again, you know, I'm a favorite fan of his. I, I have all of his uh, books just about uh, in, in our library, and I refer to them frequently. And one that I, I thought that would be of major interest to you, the listening audience, would be this one titled You Staying Young. Um, I'm 70 years of age, and, uh, and I, I, I credit a lot of my youthfulness in terms of the way I feel biologically to my running for some 30-plus years and also being a vegetarian for more than 25 years. Um, and uh, I know that there are many of you who might come from the school of thought that believe that uh, one of the major aging uh, factors in one's uh, life might be because of bad genes. Or, and also what is known as short telomeres. And there's this, this whole conversation about how genetics influence aging. And uh, Dr. Oz states in his book that we're actually able to control the, uh, the, pro the aspect of our genes. He states that as we get older, it's easier and easier to pass the blame for our own health problems onto other people. Recently diagnosed with high cholesterol, aha, three grandparents and two great uncles all died of heart disease. Accidentally put the ketchup in the freezer the other day. Oh yes, Aunt Matilia had a touch of dementia. Battling with weight problems for most of your life, yep, that's right, Pops and his brothers believed in the three food groups with cheese, ravioli, meat sauce, and multiple helpings. In fact, many of us buy into a very similar theory of aging. We're born with our health destiny, that is, our genes. The chromosomal alphabet soup that includes ingredients from our parents, their parents, and so on, are primarily responsible for determining whether we get heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, or any of the other diseases or conditions that can turn a grade A quality of life to spoiled ground chuck. But that's simply not the way aging works, Dr. Dr. R states. He goes on to state that your genes are important, especially when it comes to one of the most powerful age-related problems, that being memory loss, your genetic destiny, however, is not 
inevitable. What do we mean by that? Well, think back to the city where you out, outlined, uh, that we outlined for you in the introduction. That city uh, he's talking about, the one that involves uh, a certain lifestyle of eating habits and, and, and also lack of exercise. He states that we should consider our genes as a physical location of that city, some characteristics that you simply can't change. Chicago is windy. Minneapolis is stormy. It's not a lot of snow. San Francisco is built on fault lines. Cape Hatteras is on the path of tropical storms. A city's location serves the same function as your body's genes. Your genetic traits make you more or less predisposed, predisposed rather, to health-related windstorms, snowstorms, earthquakes, and hurricanes. But just as you can modify cities to adjust natural geography and natural occurrences, you can also protect yourself from abnormalities in your genes if you're unhappy with how you've been genetically programmed. So when it comes to your body, here's what we know. We know primarily that through studies of identical twins, your longevity is based one quarter on your genetics and three quarters on your behaviors and lifestyle choices. Again, I repeat that. When it comes to your body, here's what we know. And what we mean by what we know, here's what the medical scientific community knows up to this, uh, this date of 2013. Primarily through studies of identical twins, which is what they've used their, uh, uh, the case study on, through a, a clinical controlled analysis. Your longevity is based one quarter on your genetics and three quarters on your behaviors and lifestyle choices. It's not about what genes you have, but how you express them. So he says that genes work by, by manufacturing proteins, but whether or not a specific gene is turned on or off is largely under our control. So. He goes on to state, this is a fact thought. I mentioned the word uh, telomeres. The telomeres are people who feel more stressed or almost 50% shorter than people who say that they're less stressed. Since scientists have a rough idea of what the average telomere length is for a specific age, they can estimate how much older the highest stress group is biologically, uh, a whooping nine or 17 years. Just by thinking they were aging faster they actually age faster. And that's very interesting. You know, I know myself, um, when I was in my 20s, I couldn't wait until I turned 25, 30. I wanted to be older. You know, to say nothing about being a teen, you want to be old so you can get your driver's license and so forth. And, of course, quite the converse happens. When you turn 30 um, and you're approaching 35 and so forth, you begin to realize that aging does have something to do with uh, getting, uh, losing the energy and losing the strength that you may have had when you're in your teens. Uh, by then, you've gone to to a few funerals. You're recognizing now that you're not um, immortal, that you have a, a mortality, destiny, and your journey that you will not live forever. And, of course, you start meeting people who are older, and, of course, they do not walk 
with the same gait that you have. They, uh, they may have trouble with their memory. Uh, their skin might look aged and so forth. So there's a whole process that we go through. And then, of course, as you do start aging into your 40s and your 50s and your 60s, many of us uh, develop a mindset more so than healthy than healthy than non-healthy, or more so non-healthy than healthy. Uh, what I mean by that is that a lot of us become um, afraid of aging and do not embrace the process. And through the process of that uh, fear, and especially those of us, myself, I'm a man of African descent, my wife and I both, there is something to say about some communities, some ethnicities, and some cultures where aging is looked upon with uh, not fear, but with uh, a healthy uh, predisposition in terms of embracing the aging process, respecting it, and in fact looking forward to it because of the, now you can draw upon all the experiences that you've had as a young person and be able to really navigate the uh, the, 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 the past, uh, the, uh, bar not the barriers, but the, the rough roads that one has to go through as you experience life. And you're also able to teach and, and share, especially with the youth. And there's a sense of fulfillment when you're able to mentor and able to be a teacher and assist others in their journey in terms of those difficult parts of their life. So uh, that's something to say in terms of how your mental attitude can affect your health. Isn't that something, honey? It, it's true. Uh, it's, scientific studies have been done mm -hmm. that prove that your thoughts can affect your health. Mm -hmm. People have decided, and I'm one of them, people have decided that they were going to live and not go into transition. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts have a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we know that uh, this of Congress is true. Also, people have decided that they will go in transition. Yes. And when you decide that, then your body is going to follow suit. It's going to respond. And it's respond. Going to create, it's going to create an illness that will say, okay, this is what you want to do. Well, we're going to help you. Yes. Yes, we will accelerate that process. Yes. So our, in our household, we uh, embrace the, the former as opposed to the latter, that we will appreciate life to the extent that we will do what is uh, utmost, do whatever is possible to keep our, our body in a healthy state, to exercise, to eat the proper foods, to think the proper thoughts, to uh, be reverent, to be in a state of meditation and prayer, and to be grateful for this body that we have, and to understand that indeed uh, we are able to reverse the process of aging. And your health is a gift. Ah, yes. It's a yes. gift from the Most High. Absolutely. So when, when you take, I, what happens when you take anything for granted? Mm -hmm. we know that you tend to lose it. Uh -huh. You take a person for granted, yes. and one day you turn around, they're not there anymore, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you, take, uh, you take your job for granted. You, you, know, you don't uh, show up the right way at work. You're late all the time. Mm 
you're a gossiper, you don't do your job, or you do the very bare minimum just to get by. You know, when when you when you treat things, when you take things for granted, or when you when you um, show up in life as though you have this sense of entitlement. Well, I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled to that. And you find out the most high will take those things away, and that that very much includes your health. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you abuse your body mm-hmm. by smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody might criticize me for that, but I really don't care. I used to smoke cigarettes, so I don't anymore, so I can talk about it all I want. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's the way I see it. Absolutely. You know, you smoke, you drink, you do things, you don't get rest. You take your body for granted that you might feel good today, mm-hmm. and you just take for granted that you're going to feel good indefinitely. Mm-hmm. The Most High will, will lay you out on your on your bed. Well, that goes. Take for granted. That's an interesting point you make because that actually uh, uh, dovetails into this concept that you've heard many people, I'm sure, and us and those in this new audience of people who say, "Well, my great grandfather or mother smoked cigarettes, and they drank every day." And they ate certain foods. They ate the uh, uh, certain meats, and you know, and, and sugar, and, and and just a host of things. But they lived to be over 90 years of age, and they didn't go to the hospital, what have you. But, but people that talk that way, um, they're ignorant. And I don't mean ignorant as an, as an insult. We know that, you know, if you go look up the word ignorant in the dictionary, it means you know, unknowing. You don't right, know they're, something. They're not informed. Right. They're not informed. They're just ignorant because. Our grandparents, well, even our parents, we don't even have to go as far back as grandparents, um, at that time, pesticides weren't being used yes. on on the uh, crops the way they are being used now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't we didn't have this um, entity called Monsanto that's, you know, mm-hmm. directly putting things in our food that don't belong there, experimenting with us, basically just all for profit. Right. Uh, we, we, those things weren't going on. Mm-hmm. Um, our grandparents or parents might have smoked cigarettes, but their lifestyle was not the way it is nowadays. There weren't that many uh, cars on the road, so you didn't have the smog, like especially like where we're living in a large city. You didn't have those things to contend with. With the smog that we have in the city, you don't need to smoke cigarettes. Just go outside and breathe. Let the bus pass by a couple of times. Yeah. That'll take care of it for you. Yeah. So that you know, so when people talk that way, I just have to, you know, I don't get really confrontational with anyone. But in my mind, I'm thinking, well, they're really ignorant. Look at the lifestyle a lot of our parents or grandparents had. You know, a lot of them were farmers. They worked outside or, you know, they were tradespeople. They weren't sitting behind a computer all day absorbing additional radiation and other things that we don't really need in our bodies. And mm-hmm. they didn't have that, that technological lifestyle that allows disease to form. They didn't have the high level of stress that we have. Oh, yes. So they might have they gotten have away. Yeah, they might have gotten away with, with um, smoking course. cigarettes and nothing happened. Yes, yes. They, had, they didn't have dysfunctional families on the level that we Not have. on the level we have. So theirs might have was, been dysfunctional, but it was different. There was more Wasn't love. level, yes. There was more love than, than not love. It was more wholesome. It was more, it was more holistic uh, family environment. Mm-hmm. There was respect for elders. Yes. There was respect for the children, respect for your spouses, especially men respecting their wives. Because back then you did have uh, uh, misogynist uh, uh, practices where women were yes. not treated with equal rights and mm-hmm. so forth, you know, and, and even those of us uh, and coming from the African community uh, of African descent, 
there was a whole different um, mindset that was happening. There was a whole different lifestyle. So, um, yes, there is a certain lack of, of information mm-hmm. and ignorance that uh, pervades uh, the mindset of those people who come with the, who present that argument in the conversation with regards to uh, having a healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. That argument yes. is totally inappropriate. Yes. It's, it's not valid for today. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I see that we only have about uh, uh, six minutes remaining in our show, and I'm not going to take a break. Uh, the conversation is really, really exciting. Uh, we cannot speak enough of this. and We're going to continue, of course, next week um, uh, from this particular uh, um, aspect of uh, genes, bad genes versus good versus good genes. Um, I, I will take a pause, though, to uh, share with you the fact that uh, my wife and I both are involved with uh, um, products that are have been proven to be very beneficial uh, from a holistic, uh, naturopathic uh, modality in terms of uh, assisting your body and healing itself. If any of you have any afflictions or any challenges in terms of health, and also those of you who are healthy, uh, these products uh, assist in, uh, assist the body in maintaining its health. And I would like to just share the website that you can go to, um, which is uh, uh, www.worldwidehealthandwealthmovement.com. That's uh, Worldwide Health and Wealth Movement.com. And at that site, um, you will find a list of products which uh, I, my, my wife and I both use, which, uh, of course, anything that's shared with you on the air in terms of uh, what we consume and what we use for our health uh, maintenance is, is something that that information you would have to share with your physician you're a doctor, medical doctor, and to get the approval from them in terms of whether or not you should use them for your own consumption. And anything that you do here is just really, um, we don't recommend, we don't advise uses of it, we, we have no plans of healing, but just to share with you that these are things that we uh, have found helpful in our uh, life's journey to maintain our health. So, again, um, we're extracting from the book titled You Staying Young, the Owner's Manual for Extending Your Warranty. In this case, he's talking about extending your actual life warranty of your body. Authored by Michael Rosen and Mimit Ars, medical doctors who teamed up and have really uh, presented the, the community with books that are very easy to read. They have uh, lots of pictures and graphs that uh, explain topics that normally would be very difficult in terms of uh, understanding. Uh, and I'm really excited about uh, you being able to uh, have this uh, book purchased on my website you can go to drumsofchange.com and uh, purchase the book from us, and we'll be very uh, interested in uh, in you uh, coming back to our show and, and making comments that you might find of interest. All right, so, again, uh, 
the uh, concept, the conversation of bad genes and short uh, telomeres. Uh, he goes on to think, this is Dr. Oz, he says, think of the ability to manipulate as developing a set of city building codes to adapt to the circumstances that you find yourself in. And it would be like a coastal town requiring houses to be built on stilts to protect against surging tides or office buildings in San Francisco using earthquake-resistant materials to better protect against an architectural crumble from an earthquake. So you adapt and adjust to deal with whatever nature throws your way, and that way your body works. Uh, so a major part of your psychological, physiological city, you can create different codes to mitigate the effects of the genes that you've been dealt with. And we'll follow through with that next week in terms of the processes that you can use to make those adjustments to deal with those challenges. So again, uh, this is Barbara Wesley Tahuti Gray speaking to you from New York City. I thank you uh, for joining us, and as always, I give thanks to the One Most High for uh, the ability to share this information with you through Blog Talk Radio. Give thanks to our ancestors, to my relatives, to my siblings, to my mother-in-law, to my wife, and I wish you um, success this coming week. Peace, love, and joy. Assalamu alaikum, all my relations. Namaste, and have a blessed evening.